Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for listening today. And today we're joined by Wanda Harold. Wanda, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. And uh, Wanda attends our church, Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene, and uh, she's here to share her testimony today. Uh, Wanda, just start out telling us a little bit about where you're from and how you grew up. I was born and raised in uh, Shenandoah County, well, born in Woodstock, and um, my grandmother raised us kids for a while, um, and during those years, we went to church faithfully. We did uh, the vacation Bible schools, and me and my oldest sister, we played in the uh, Passion Play in mm. Strasburg, Virginia. Wow. And uh, we was faithful to the church, and then we went back to live with our mother and from the age 10 until about 25 we had no no Mm. kind of uh, religion or christianity or or churches not that they weren't there it's just that Mm -hmm. my parents didn't take us right right and um then when i was 18 i moved to harrisonburg i become a member of a church back in the country i won't say Mm -hmm. where and uh, i was faithful to that church and when my daughter was born uh, she was sick Mm. I asked the pastor, would he come pray? Mm-hmm. And uh, he came in, and he couldn't help me because she was born out of wedlock. Oh. So that turned me against mm. against churches and, mm-hmm. and, and God altogether. Right, right. And um, 20 years later, I, uh, I end up here. Yeah. So I want to go back to that passion play. What did mm-hmm. you play? I was a shepherd girl. Or, nice. And my sister, she washed the feet. Wow. Yeah. So, is there anything that really sticks out to you from your childhood, maybe even about that play about Jesus? Yes, it's um, the cross, the mm-hmm. three crosses and the, and the guys that hung on it. It, mm. was, it was really surreal, and, you know, I can still picture it today. Wow. Of seeing that, and my sister washing the feet of Jesus. Wow, being a servant. Yeah. yeah. I think you learned something from her because you're a servant. Yes. I see that these yes, days. Yes, ma'am, so. I did. <laughs> I've learned a lot from her. <laughs> That's good. Um, I remember coming to a play at this church when it was on Roosevelt Street um, in 1996, the Easter play, and I just couldn't believe that I could be saved. And mm-hmm. I remember the scene of the cross where Jesus died for everyone. Yes, ma'am. And I went home that night and went, wait a minute. It's not for the people that get it all right, but it's for everyone, even those that have messed up as much as I had. And it meant so much and impacted me so deeply that I went back the next night and I watched it again. And one Monday I ended up in Pastor Kerry's office, and this is your story and not mine, but I ended up in... Pastor Kerry's office and said, is there any way I can get to heaven? And he assured me that day that there was salvation for me. And so plays are important. You know, it's important to go and see things played out and where it just becomes so real. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. It just reminded me of my own (laughs) salvation. It's funny. We remember things when we're younger and things stick out to us because I remember it was probably the play that you were at, Pastor Margaret, Mm -hmm. but I remember being in a play as a kid also. As you mentioned, being in the Passion Play, Wanda, I think I played the dead boy and I had one line, (laughs) Mother, Mother, I'm Alive, or something like that. That's so true. But, yeah, there's funny things we remember about people who played different parts, whether Mm -hmm. it be Jesus or the disciples Mm -hmm. or 
just different things that stick out to us, and it's almost like it makes the Bible come to life, kind of, I think. Yes. Well, Wanda, you uh, shared about, you know, being raised by your grandmother and then going to live with your mother and really not have any foundation or church experience living with your mother. And then you mentioned about moving to Harrisonburg when you're 18. Is there anything, before we move forward, is there anything else about your childhood that you'd like to share that you didn't mention uh, previously? No, that's it. I will ask you, it's kind of on the heels of that question, was there ever a time, you know, as a child and you're with your grandmother, Mm -hmm. um, you're not living with your parents, and you were going to church, when in all of that did you ever sense that God was just real and that he was with you? Well, I felt that as a child. I, yeah. I, I knew that he was with us. And mm-hmm. I remember praying as a kid. I mean, mm-hmm. I would pray for my mom to come get mm-hmm. us, you know. And wow. So I, I know that God, you know, that I had spoken with him and mm-hmm. that he's real. Yeah, <laughs> that's powerful. And I think, you know, when you're in that place where not saying that if you're in a home with two parents and that that makes it all good. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that you have a perfect life. But just knowing that there was things that you were missing, like you prayed that your mom would come. Yeah. And maybe sometimes we're a little more desperate in those times, and we do lean into God in prayer. Yes. Even as children, and God is faithful enough to be real to us, you know, and to let us know that we're not alone. So yes. that's powerful. So you have one daughter? Yes, ma'am. Yes. So I'm sorry that you had an experience like you had with a minister. (laughs) I'm grateful that Jesus takes us as we are. Amen. You know, he takes us as we are, and uh, we don't have to clean up. He takes us as we are, and then he changes us. And that's so wonderful that he comes to us um, with love and mercy and kindness and so I do. I always have to reach out and say I apologize for mm-hmm. you having that experience. So now you have a child. You don't have a church home. Oh, this is my church home. Well, at that point, uh, oh, you did Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yes. At that point, you've had that conversation with the minister, and now you feel like you don't have a place to go. Like, that's become not a safe place for you. Right. What happened in your life as you felt judged by the church well i just pulled away by from, this man yeah i just i just pulled away from god and never read the bible no more i didn't believe in the bible mm. but i still prayed mm. it's not that i didn't believe in god right right or jesus right i just didn't well the bible i didn't believe that because of all the stuff i was doing the bible was telling me i was wrong right and i understand i mean I lived in rebellion and sin for quite a few years, and we don't want to pick up the Bible because, and it's easier to say the Bible's wrong than to say we're wrong, isn't it? That's exactly right. Yeah. Yes. So, but praise God, you're here, so we know that there was a turn. Yes, it was. Would you like to hear about that? I would love to hear about that. (laughs) Well, my mom passed away in 2014, and it was very very detrimental to me. Mm. Uh, I, I watched it, and uh, there was a lot of um, unsaid things that I mm. wanted to say to her. Yeah. And uh, the way I coped with it was turning to drugs. Mm. In 2016, I got arrested. 
and um, it was just put me on probation. And then in 2017, I got caught again, mm. and I got put in jail. I was incarcerated mm. for six months, and during that time is when I picked up the Bible again. Wow! And Pastor Terry Vargo mm-hmm. would uh, come to the jail, and she would minister to us. And the first time I met her is when I rededicated my life to Christ. Mm. And uh, and I knew it was real, and I it's the first time that I really ever had God to speak to me because mm-hmm. I would it would be so much chaos in the jail and people fighting, and I would just pray for peace. And, mm. and it was like the pod would calm down, you know, and it's like I know he's answering my prayers. Right, right. Yeah. So I've been clean and sober uh, ever since July the 6th, 2016. Mm. And yes, and I have God to praise for it. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is going to get the glory. (laughs) I remember meeting you for the first time. And I remember you saying to me that night, you didn't at one time believe the Bible, but now you believe that the Bible is true. And you want to live your life that way. How has your life taken a turn? Like, you know what your life looked like going into jail. Yes. In that time where you may have believed that God and Jesus were who they said they are, but you weren't really leaning into that, your life didn't look like you believed that, right? Yes. So you come out, and you're now different because Jesus is living in you. You're surrendering your life to him. Tell us about that journey. Well, first I'll say, when I started going to church back in the country, uh, you know, I got saved then, Mm -hmm. and I thought that, if I was to die, I would go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But I've learned through coming to here and through mm-hmm. the classes that I take here, Celebrate mm-hmm. Recovery mm-hmm. and my step studies, that it's different than just going to church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, you got to walk with Christ. Right. And it's totally different when you just walk with Him on a daily basis mm-hmm. versus just going to church on a Sunday. Yeah. And I know he's with me. I feel his presence when I come to church, mm-hmm. whether it's a celebrate recovery, whether it's with uh, the step studies or mm-hmm. whatever I'm uh, volunteering for or participating in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. It's been a joy to watch you grow in your faith and to see you uh, encourage other people and just become involved um, in the church. Do you have anybody that's really walked with you, uh, mentored you? What's that been like? I've got two people. One is Pearl Parks, mm-hmm. and the other one is my sister, Kay Shifflett. Okay. Well, Kay was with me throughout my journey in, in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would talk to her a couple times a week, and she would pray for me, and uh, she would tell me to be strong, and... Mm. <laughs> You know, she would just help get me through it. Mm -hmm. And Pearl Park, she has really just been an angel in my life. Mm. She has um, been with me at my beginning when I was just learning. Mm -hmm. And uh, How'd you end up meeting Pearl? I went to Pearl's life group uh, with Pastor Terry. And uh, Pearl told me, she said, I thought, nah, she ain't going to come back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she was wrong, wasn't she? And then Pearl seen me, 
Procession, I come back the second time, and she says, well, I guess she's going to be a keeper. Aww. And uh, I've, I've been with Pearl ever since the life, you know, since I started going with the mm-hmm. life groups. And uh, I, uh, I volunteer with her here at the church. Uh, we go out to eat. We go over there, and, and we uh, talk to each other over there. She's my sponsor at Celebrate Recovery mm-hmm. and with uh, the step study groups. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I didn't have a license, she took me to doctor's appointments all the way to Charlottesville. Mm. Uh, and she's met my whole family and she just loves going to my dad's house wow and i'm just grateful that god put her in my life mm-hmm. that is powerful thank you for sharing that um we all could learn from that power of friendship with people that maybe we would say like i don't know if she's going to come back yeah i want to ask you another question what was it like when you went to that life group when you walked in and she's thinking maybe you won't come back. What was that experience like for you to walk into a group of people that have studied the word and, you know, you're fresh out of jail, right? Yeah, I was fresh out of jail. I, we're just going to yeah. say it like it yeah, is. You were fresh right. out of jail. <laughs> and you walk into Pearl Park's life group. What was that like? Well, it was weird at first because I've never been in a setting like that. Right. You know, it's always been to church and back. Mm-hmm. But um, we were studying Goliath. Mm, yes i remember that study was the lesson and uh and i really enjoyed it and i thought well i want to go back and you know just to see how it is and i just love it i love the studies we do i like the fellowship with the people Mm. and we're just like a little close family yeah and it's it's great when we get together and i think one thing about life groups is it becomes a safe place we realize that everybody has brokenness um that nobody's life is perfect but when we can band together um in a group it has a powerful effect community church without community this is extended family sometimes even deeper um, relationships maybe than we had with our own families because god just knits us together in these groups well yeah it's a totally different family my church family is totally different Mm -hmm. from my biological family that's a good way to say it it's just different yeah yeah yeah, and I know that when I walk in these doors, I feel God's presence, and I, and I feel the love mm. from the people here, mm-hmm. and I have from day one. Yeah, I remember the first time I walked in this church, I said I felt so loved. I always felt loved, and that was so important. Yes. Wanda, thank you uh, for sharing with us and being vulnerable and open about just all the things that have happened in your life, and you've kind of touched on this a little bit already about uh, since you've gotten involved in the church here with CR and with a life group but just talk about since that time since you're released how God's brought healing and restoration and forgiveness in your life whether it be in different situations or just different things that you've dealt with. Well uh, one thing I can say is that I used to be uh, very depressed i used to be had anxiety and panic attacks since giving my life to christ i've no longer have the panic attacks Mm. i don't take the medication for it and i'm at peace in my life you know i Mm. used to be stressed out a lot but i'm not like that i just feel a peace of being in my soul i just i don't feel like that there's any worry at all i'm just i'm very content with the life that i have now Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that everything is great in your life, right? Right. Like right. you've had you've had turmoil. Oh, oh yes, I sure have. 
And I've had it with my family and with people outside of the family. Yeah. But, you know, you just got to have the will that God's going to take care of it. And, you know, right. just give God the victory of it. Right. Over it. Right. And has it helped you to walk with other people that are doing that? Or is that something that, like, I know that the Lord is doing it in you. But being in a community of believers that um, can model those things and where you can talk about it and ask for prayer is a powerful part of the Christian journey as a life group or Celebrate Recovery to see, well, to have a place where you can just watch other people and see their life and see how they respond to have the Word of God and you even said that while you were still in jail, you you would pray to God for peace. Like he yes. became your peacekeeper real quick yes. when you recommitted your life to Jesus. So Pastor Terry, we can talk about Pastor Terry a little bit. Yeah, Pastor Terry, sure can. <laughs> Pastor Terry is an ordained pastor here in our church. And man, she's an evangelist, right? Like tell me about her coming in to the jail. This is something she does every Tuesday night. Yes, ma'am. She goes to the jail. Uh, well, actually, it's the first and third uh, okay, Tuesday every other. On, of the month. Yeah. And Pastor Terry was another um, thing that kept me going in, in mm. jail. I looked forward to going to her classes just to hear the word and to see how she just loved the ladies that was incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And uh, she uh, she gives her life to these ladies. I mean, she, she goes there and she goes to other... Mm-hmm. I think she goes to other mm-hmm. prisons. Yes, she does. And uh, other jails. And she's just very dedicated to the ladies that's there. And she'll tell you, I love my girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and what I've also recognized with Pastor Terry, Wyant Vargo, is that it doesn't stop when they leave the jail. Like, she stays in connection with yes. anyone who anyone who will. And... That's probably how you showed up here. Yeah, right? I was going to say, let me say that. I asked Pastor Terry, I said, well, where do you go to church? And she says, I go to the Church of the Nazarene. I said, oh, okay. So I got out of jail on the 20th of mm-hmm. December. Mm-hmm. So Sunday would have been of 2016. So Sunday would have been Christmas Eve, the 24th, and that was my first trip here. Wow. Was And Pastor Terry brought me, and I went to a couple other churches after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But... I just didn't feel the love at those churches that I felt here. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I give Pastor Terry the praise for being here. Yeah. And uh, she still, we go out and, and we minister to some kids on the street. That's wonderful. Uh, and we go to people's houses and minister to them. And it's really, a, it's just a totally different life living with God versus living, mm-hmm. than, you know, the life that you had before. Yeah. And um, I'm just blessed that I have this life now. Right. Amen. Well, we're blessed that you have this life now too. You are a bright spot in this church and you're an encourager. You're always willing to step in and be of use any way that you can. And a couple of things that come to my mind right now. One is a few Sundays ago, we had a message and I'm trying to think what the message was. I remember standing outside and you and another person from this church were walking out the door and you all were going, you'd felt convicted during the service mm-hmm. that you needed to go and pray for somebody. Can you tell me just, you don't have to give details, but do you remember what that service was that day and what you did? I don't remember what the service was about, but I do remember what you're talking about. I went to two young kids 
who has been coming to our church, mm-hmm. and they have stopped coming. So me and another girl went to where they're staying mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. house with no electricity, no nothing. And we went there. The methamphetamine mm-hmm. people, they yeah, they do drugs bad. Right. And we knocked on the door, and it was scary going there, but I knew that I had to go there and get them out of there, you know. Right. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't come. But I've not given Good. up on them either. Yeah, and the Lord hasn't either. No, we're no, Amen. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to go back over there this week, mm. and uh, and try to get them out of the situation. Uh, the guy wanted to come, but the girl didn't want to let him. Mm-hmm. So she's got a she little has bit a of, hold. Yeah. She's got a hold on him. But I think uh, with more prayer and more time with him, that mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to get him out of that situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, your past gives you experience in those places. And yes. you know what it's like to be on that side. And um, I pray that you never lose that passion to see that there are people still in that bondage, but you serve a Jesus and a Savior and a God that is greater than Amen. all that. Amen. I know that the people that's out there that's on the, the drugs and the alcoholics, the, the drug mm-hmm. addicts, mm-hmm. is the people that God wants. Yeah. They're the people that he wants. He don't want the ones that's been saved because they've, right. yeah. they've already, yeah. you know, yeah, they, he's got the, they're taken care that's of. That's right. It's the ones that haven't and the ones that's just down and there's just nowhere to go. And, yeah. And I, my goal is to be the one that can, if I can just help one person, I would right. just say mm-hmm. that, you know, my job was done, and mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I want to do is to go out and yeah, and, and one help. person at a time. Yeah, right. one person at a time. Um, yeah, when God saves us from the depths of sin and sets our feet on solid ground, I'm grateful that we continue to remember those that are still in bondage. And today, um, there may be people listening that. Um, are in bondage themselves or they have family they've given up on that are maybe on drugs maybe they're in jail maybe they're just in bondage and apart what would you say to a family member that is in that situation what would you say to them what's the most important thing they can do uh, pray <laughs> amen <laughs> amen pray and uh, just pray for the person too that sentiment i highly recommend they just give their life to God and mm-hmm. accept Jesus yeah. as their, their personal Savior. Amen. Because uh, I found my peace when I found my Jesus again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. And uh, I've always said that until you walk with God, that your life is not going to be, you know, you're not going to have that joy and you're not going to have that peace that you want. Mm-hmm. Um the, the drug addiction would always would still be the same without mm-hmm. Christ. You're right, uh, Wanda. There are material things on earth, and there are relational. We have material things and relational. Those are two ways, relationships and material things, that so many times we try to meet the needs that we have through. We try to meet them in ways that we think is good, feels good, makes us, you know, whatever with drugs and relationships. But all of those things are temporary. And God, a relationship with him is eternal. Amen. And Wanda, as you were talking, I was thinking about how in the Bible Jesus said he came 
to save those who are lost. It's not the healthy that need a doctor. It's the sick that need a doctor. Also, you and Pastor Margaret were talking about how, you know, not giving up on family and friends that are lost, whether it be in sin, whatever, uh, whether it be drug addiction or in jail for something else. But God hasn't given up on those people, and he doesn't want us to give up on those people either. That's exactly right, and I'll never give up on them. My friends that I used to have, I'm still trying to get them to, mm-hmm. to change their ways. Right, and we can't give up. We have to be devoted to prayer. That is so important that we don't give up praying. You know, I just have a renewed sense of whenever I am looking at what do I need to do in a certain situation, uh, I think, what did Jesus do? You know, no matter what it is, if we look back in Scripture so often, we can find words of Christ that can give us direction. And we're talking about praying. And I was reading in my devotional uh, recently, and it referred to Luke 18.1, and it's where Jesus tells his disciples a story to show them that they should always pray and never give up. And that is, we have to be perseverant in prayer. It's not on our timetable. God can do so much in our life as we pray, you know, and just surrender to him. We don't have control over these situations. We can't make anybody. You can lead a horse to water. You can't make them drink, right? right? (laughs) But we can continue to trust and pray and believe that God can change people. And I think for those listening today, we all have that person that we're praying for if we're a believer that it just hasn't happened yet. Yes, it just hasn't happened yet. Right. It hasn't happened yet. And so, but it will. But it will. And everybody has a free will, you know. Uh, we make a choice, but God is the hound of heaven. And I love in the idea that Jesus pursues us, you know. Um, he created us for relationship, and that's his desire for us. And I'm so grateful that the tapestry of life has brought us together. Yes. You know, um, you're a great joy. You also have gotten very involved with Hope Distributed, our food bank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to tell us a little bit about that experience? Just I love uh, working with Hope Distributes. It has been another blessing to me. It's made me come to realize that I have what I need, mm. you know. Um, right. I might not have what I want, but I have what I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And there's so many people that don't have that. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me be more humble yeah. and more grateful. Yeah, so you hand out boxes of food, you help. I do the meats. Yeah. I go get the carts. I do whatever it is that Miss Vicky or Jenny or whoever wants done. Right. <laughs> And you all have some good camaraderie there. It's not yes. just going and it is going and being the hands and feet of Jesus, and it's helping to distribute food to the folks in our neighborhood and our community that are in a place where they need some help. Yes, and also there's some uh, folks that come in there that I'll minister to because I've seen them on the streets before. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a guy that comes in once a month, and he'll pray for me. He'll pull me aside and he'll pray for me. Wow! And uh, Vicky says I got to meet this guy, so I I introduced uh, him to Vicky, and then he sat there and prayed for both of us. And it's just cool. 
amazing the people that come through there and the joy that, that I find in just handing out that food. It's just it's just amazing. I remember uh, here a couple weeks ago, somebody asked me, was I going to get a part-time job? I told him I can't. I got too many hours in volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is using you. Yes, he sure um, is. Greatly, and I see that. You have come into the church and just engaged and it has been a joy. It's been a joy to have you today, um, just to share your testimony of how God has saved you and um, how he's working in you and through you, and thank you. And I I really believe today will be an encouragement um, for those that are listening. And I've looked at your shirt, and I keep reading it, Grace (laughs) wins every time. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you again for joining us, Wanda. It's been a pleasure having you and hearing your testimony and uh, God's testimony through you and how he's used you. And uh, thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray that Wanda Harold's testimony has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.